I'm Carissa Andrews, international best-selling indie author and CEO of Author Revolution. With more than 15 books published, it's safe to say I have made a ton of mistakes in my endeavor to become a full-time author. The most important thing that I've learned in the past decade is that indie authors need to protect their creativity and their serenity. Being an author is a long game, and that's why I'm on a mission to teach other indies just like you how to publish books with a sustainable, rapid-release method. I created the Author Revolution podcast to give you insights and actionable step-by-step strategies to help you do just that. If you're an ambitious author or one in the making who's looking to create a long-term author career and a life you love, you've found your tribe, my friend. Let's get your author revolution underway. Well, hey there, and welcome back to the Author Revolution podcast. Last week was admittedly a heavy episode, but one I felt I was really needing to put out there for myself and for my fellow authors who have found themselves grieving over the loss of a loved one. This week, while not nearly as heavy, feels kind of like an extension of it, though. And let me explain. (laughs) There's a number of things at work in my life right now, and I feel like they've all kind of converged. So number one, you know this, but I've been involved in Denise Duffield Thomas's money boot camp as I try to get my own money mindset in place so I can make a bigger impact with our author revolution community, as well as my own author career, right? For a very long time now, I feel like I have reached my energetic income threshold and I haven't been able to bust past it despite having taken on a lot more work. (laughs) Number two, I've been the president of the Lakes Area Writers Alliance for the past three years, and I was the co-moderator of the group for two years before it was officially a nonprofit here in central Minnesota. So after years of working hard to transform the organization, finding the right people to do certain roles, I really feel that my role in this particular organization and its evolution has come to an end, but I just didn't have it in me to say goodbye. Uh, I'm not great with goodbyes, as you may have figured out with last week's episode or in general, especially when there's no reason other than my own inner knowing that my time is done. And then number three, I've known that I've been playing small with growing author revolution, and I finally feel it's time to up the ante and take this business, this organization to the next level. So my mission when I started Author Revolution was to help as many people as possible to understand the indie author landscape. But more than that, know that they aren't alone in feeling like the way it's being laid out right now feels like a rat race that we can't win. I can't say I have always known that I wanted to teach sustainable rapid releasing, but I did know I wanted to teach more people how to embrace self-publishing because of the creative freedom that it really, really does give. So in Money Bootcamp, Denise has us go through this process of decluttering, much like I teach in Right Frame of Mind. Now, it's been a while since I did that, so I embraced the notion wholeheartedly. I understand the concept and why it should be done, and I knew it was time to take an honest look at what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. Decluttering in her terms is not just about the physical decluttering, though, although that is part of it. She has you look at all aspects of your life that no longer feel like you're drawn to anymore. So decluttering is hard work, 
whether you're starting off with stuff or whether you're starting internally, you're having to really dig deep and kind of get rid of the things that no longer serve you. Well, we've been decluttering stuff in our house this summer in general, my husband and I. We've gone through our office a couple of times now. I went through our old office, now known as the dining room, and we got rid of a whole bunch of clutter lingering in there. That meant ridding ourselves of furniture that we no longer needed, and even buying a shredder to get rid of years worth of paperwork that we felt we might need. And funnily enough, we never have. (laughs) And funnily enough, the paperwork was actually in our dining room because it was an old office and we just didn't know what to do with it. Now, more than this, I've expanded into something called EFT tapping for the inner work. So if you've been following the podcast for a while, you know that I'm really all about alternative ways to do things. I'm a Reiki master. I'm a studier of ancient art, history, literature, philosophy. I will literally try anything once, assuming that it hasn't already been scientifically proven to be harmful or debunked, of course. (laughs) Now, tapping, in essence, uses a number of acupuncture points along the hands and the upper body in the form of acupressure to stimulate the central nervous system while you deliberately work on releasing limiting beliefs and replacing them with new, more empowering ones. It sounds a little woo-woo, but I love woo-woo, and so far, I have to say that I'm feeling great because of it. More than great, actually, because I'm seeing very clearly for the first time how I limit my income and why. Now, weirdly enough, income blocks are never about the money. They're actually about how you feel about money. We attach a meaning to how much we earn, like our own self-worth, our intelligence, our capabilities, our likability, etc. And when you're self-employed, whew, that's way worse. <laughs> so in Money Bootcamp, Denise introduced tapping, but I've actually taken it a step further because, of course, that's what I do. You know this. And I'm currently reading Tapping into Wealth by Margaret Lynch Rainier. As I've been working through these two programs, the course and the book, I've come to realize that one of the ways I've held author revolution back is because of the Lakes Area Writers Alliance. So in essence, the goals are very similar. Help indie authors demystify the publishing process and find their tribe, right? But because of my internal feeling that I fulfilled my role with the Lakes Area Writers Alliance, my energy and enthusiasm has dwindled. The group is really a huge mixture of writers from all walks of life, ages, and backgrounds. Not all of them are into writing novels either. And not everyone wants to self-publish. Not everyone wants to have a career in writing. Not everyone wants to believe that writing can even be easy. So energetically, I'm just not a match for all the people in the group as a whole. On the flip side, you're my tribe. (laughs) Those of you who love the idea of sustainable author careers, those who embrace the idea of writing more than one book a year, those that want to live a life of abundance, success, and prosperity through their books. You are my peeps. But the energy drain from the Lakes Area Writers Alliance really left me with little creativity and desire to do something new. You don't think that mental energy can be sucked away, but it really can. Plus, I was constantly torn. Do I create something for them because I know that our community can really benefit from it? Or do I create something for me? Do I do something for me in the form of author revolution or my own books? What will the older members of the Lakes Area Writers Alliance group think if I do more with Author Revolution? I mean, two of them already are complaining that as board president, I was able to talk an awful lot about Author Revolution. So 
I pulled back. I withdrew from being bigger because I was afraid of what people might think. These are people I know in person and in my local community, people I've helped or worked closely with, people who should have wanted the very best for me, but for whatever reason, couldn't show it. Have you ever been there? So last week, after my friend Julie's memorial service, I finally realized how short life is. Yeah, you'd think I'd learned this lesson by now, but the universe definitely has a funny way of replaying the message so it sinks in just a little bit deeper. (laughs) I realized that playing small isn't helping me to help more people who want to be supported. People who need to hear my message and who literally can be changed because of it. Maybe that's even you. So throughout my life, I've witnessed the injustice of the world, and I have found myself believing that all rich people must be jerks because there's so much inequality running rampant. Deep down, I think I believe that the only way to be a good person was to keep a low profile, help out those who asked for it or needed it, and do so for free or for very little because that's what nice people do, right? But in studying money boot camp and doing the EFT tapping inside of tapping into wealth, I've realized that the universe is way more abundant than that. We can literally draw to us anything that we want, but we don't get what we think we want. We get what we feel we deserve. That's why so many jerks do have money, by the way, (laughs) in case you're curious. So it's all about feeling. So if we get what we feel we deserve, I must think or feel I deserve lots of work for little pay, right? I must feel that my efforts shouldn't matter. But why? Of course, it's probably been ingrained since childhood. I think I've mentioned this before, but growing up in my family dynamic wasn't always easy. Most of the attention went to my brother Scott because of his health issues. He was the one that was born with a brain tumor, and we found that out when I was five, and he was two. So my whole house, my whole life was that. And in my house, if I wanted to get noticed, I did what any self-respecting double Virgo and oldest child would do. I overcompensated to be the best, most idyllic version of myself. I saw how much my parents worried about Scott, so I wanted to be the opposite. I wanted to do more in order to get the attention in the form of praise. But praise does not pay the bills, my friend. (laughs) While that worked as a kid, at least it must have because I kept doing it into adulthood, Doing more, being more, and reaching for all these things simply for praise, it isn't the only thing I want in life. Praise is nice, but I want nice things too, right? I want a Lexus RX 350, damn it. So I am done with my trusty Toyota Sienna. I want something nice. (laughs) I want a beautiful house and be done living in a constant construction zone. But it's deeper than all of that. I want to help people. That's something I've always been drawn to. And you probably can understand that by listening to this podcast. Now, whether it's my own students or others like me who are trying to make a living doing what they love, truly, I want to see justice for that. I want to see people doing what they love and getting paid for doing that. Then I realized that if I'm a person who's willing to pay for things that they really want or need or willing to compensate the hard work of a fellow creative entrepreneur individual because I know their time and efforts deserve that, then there must be others out there like me, right? Light bulb. I realize that the more money I make, the more people I can help in every area of my life. 
Whoa, that's powerful stuff, right? So what's all of this got to do with decluttering? Well, last week, I finally bit the bullet and stepped down as board president of the Lakes Area Writers Alliance. My goal now is to support the group as Author Revolution through contracted services should the group see them fit. Then I am doing what I love. The old biddies who are peeved at me for doing what I love can quiet down. And best of all, I can reclaim my energy for me and for you. But of course, this isn't all about me. And you know that, right? So I want you to think about how does this story help you? Where have you been playing small? What areas of your life do you need to focus the light of awareness into so you can declutter? Do you have a job you need to let go of? A relationship? A limiting belief or two? In what ways can you move forward more confidently into your ultimate dream life? What's been standing in the way of writing that book or that series, for example? What are you willing to let go of in order to let new energy into your life? New energy to tackle your writing or marketing efforts? New energy to brainstorm a new series? Or maybe it's even new energy to bring the right teachers to you at the right time so you can confidently step forward. Your job, should you choose to accept it, is to think about the ways you've been holding yourself back and declutter. If you're not sure what's been holding you back, start by doing a physical declutter. Go through the areas where you work and you write first. Get rid of stuff that no longer makes you happy or no longer suits the space. Get rid of anything broken or overall just not vibing with you. Then, when you've had some time to process your physical world, ask yourself the question, what do I need to let go of? Typically, the first thing that crops up in your mind is really something you want to take a closer look into because there's probably something there that your subconscious mind has been telling you to let go of. However, when you declutter, I want you to be aware that getting rid of the old isn't the end of it. It creates a vacuum for more energy and good things to come in. So be on the lookout for what your intuition is guiding you toward. If you ask for more money, listen to the internal nudgings about what to do next. If you ask the universe for more guidance, pay attention to who or what shows up in your life. If you wanted more time, don't be surprised if jobs shift or layoffs happen or things fall apart. Sometimes things have to fall apart before they get rebuilt. You know what I mean? Now, by the time you listen to this episode, my very first online version of the three-day plan your series challenge will be coming to an end. Maybe it's already over. But I want you to know, for me, the experience was already life-changing. Not only because of the energy of the people in the group, but because of the fact that I let go of my own limiting beliefs to try something new. And it was fantastic. So if you missed this version of the challenge, I want you to know that my plan going forward is to launch the challenge once a quarter for the time being, as long as it's helping me to help people get their thoughts down and a series mapped out. And I'll just keep offering it for now while I'm vibing with it. Now, the next time I'll be running this challenge is October 25th through the 27th. We're going to be hitting it hard right before NaNoWriteMo so we can dive straight into the awesome energy of that event inside of Rapid Release Roadmap with a six-week writing sprint. So speaking of the six-week writing sprint, we are about to head into our first Rapid Release Roadmap hosted six-week writing sprint for students. So those who are inside the course already are invited to take on the challenge of writing the first book in their series that we just mapped out through the challenge, or if they've already been planning one out and getting ready to write the next book, 
right alongside me as I work on Immortals, which is book three in the Diana Hawthorne series. We're going to be trying out a new tool called O-Write to host an Author Revolution writing sprint inside our own sprint room. It looks amazing. So if you aren't yet a student of the course, I encourage you to check it out and enroll by heading over to rapidreleaseroadmap.com. It currently costs $497, or you can break it out into six monthly payments of $97 for a limited time. But I will warn you, the price of this course is going to be going up in September. I don't know what the price point is going to be yet. I'm still crunching numbers to put it in alignment with my money mindset stuff and what it'll allow. But I wanted you to know so you can get the best deal possible if you've been considering joining. And I sincerely hope you do. Now, as always, you can download the transcripts to this episode by going to authorrevolution.org forward slash 92. And then just scroll down to the bottom of the page. That's where the link is. I will also be including links to Denise Duffield Thomas and Margaret Lynch Rainier in case you want to check out either of those awesome ladies. Well, my friend, this certainly has been a year of evolution and discovery for me. So thank you so much for being a part of it so far. And I sincerely hope that you're learning and growing just as much as I am. It's been a lot of fun so far, and I know that we are going to be doing great things in the future. So for now, all that's left is to go forth and start your author revolution.